What's going on, everybody? W here, joined with my buddy. The Thick Baby. And we're bringing you another fantastic podcast, going over some gaming news, nerd pop culture, comics, anime, whatnot. And at the end, we'll have a little fantastic surprise like we always do, my favorite segment. So stick around for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's jump right into it with some video game news. Let's get it. All right. So uh, for those of you that haven't heard, Nintendo and Sony are making a new live action movie. I saw this. I think I have it in my fucking nerd pop culture. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, pretty, <laughs> pretty excited about it. You have a couple in here. I'll let you go too. I, I mean, hopefully I don't take you're all good, yours out. Keep um, but it's a live action movie on the Legend of Zelda series and it is being led by Shingiru Miya, Miyamoto, 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 yeah, whatever. Miyamoto. Yeah. And <laughs> Avi, <laughs> trying my best. I'm sorry if I said your name. And Avi Arad of the Spider-Man trilogy, uh, along with Wes Ball from the Maze Runner movie. I saw that. Yeah. Wes Ball is going to be the director for it. Yeah, uh, and then who was the second one you said there? Uh, Avi Arad. Yeah, that's the founder of Nintendo. I want to say. Okay. I might be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. I think Zelda's probably a harder one to go live action with than Mario is somehow. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the story for Zelda is a lot more complex over many games, or they'll just straight up do. Zelda, save her, Ganondorf, bad. Yeah, Zelda. Uh, yeah, they'll have to do, I feel like, some sort of parody off it, because they can't do the straight story of it. It's so convoluted. I mean, it splits into three different timelines. If Zelda, or if Link talks in this movie, I will be ashamed. <laughs> yeah, he can't say a word. Navi and everyone has to exactly. do it. Everyone I just want to hear him say, yeah, 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 <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Make a joke about it, it'd be pretty good. Right. Uh, the family, not a fat B family, a family out there is suing the makers of Fortnite and Call of Duty for fostering addiction using predatory monetization methods and patented designs and algorithms and marketing to nurture addictive tendencies against children. Oh, they're going to lose that. And I immediately was like, huh? But then when I started reading about it, like this kid like actually did seem like he was addicted to it. So like I I'm mean, sure you can be addicted to a video game. It's giving you serotonin and you're feeling good, so why not keep doing it? But this is the same argument from every 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s of video games cause violence, so we should make them illegal kind of thing. Yeah. Well, video game caused addiction, so we should sue them for it. They're not going to win. No, but I just I'm I'm hoping that this is an attack against microtransactions. I'm, I'm okay. so against video game microtransactions. Yeah, they really need to do something with not only what well, not only the microtransactions, but the loot boxes and games too. Yeah. With the gambling there. I mean it is gambling and gambling is a mental addiction. So you would think that could if they included that in their case, they could have some ground. There are some games that have a nice middle ground that do it right. Like yeah. Apex Legends. You can buy loot packs, right? But you can also you get, get them for free. free. As long as you can get them for free, I don't have a problem. Yeah. With if you can only buy them, like Fortnite, where you're forced to buy mm -hmm. skins or you're stuck as a no-skin your entire time or whatever, I'm really against that stuff. Yeah. Uh, other news, we'll stop my tangent. Marvel Spider-Man 2, the video game, came yeah. out. Just hit 5 million copies sold in 11 days since release. It's very popular. I haven't played it yet. I just started playing Spider-Man 1 the other day. Yeah. <laughs> First one was amazing. I loved it. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh... 
I don't know, the story ends. The first one just kind of seems repetitive over and over, and I got a little bored. Well, this one's repetitive, too. I have no doubt about it. They all get, by the end of the campaign, you're kind of like, I've done this over and over, the same fights, but... But the swinging mechanic in that game is insane. Yeah, it's always fun to just swing through the city, beat up some bad guys, and stop for a little bit. Uh, But $350 million in 11 days? Jeez. So I'm going to say that we're going to see a Marvel Spider-Man number three game. Okay. Probably within the next few years again. So if you enjoy this one, get ready for your next one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another crazy game sale, Mario Bros. Wonder, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Okay. Have you seen anything about that? No. I almost bought it. Really want to get it. It went back into like the 2D scro- side-scroller style kind of game. Okay. But instead of 2D, it was 3D. And it's their fastest selling game in the entire franchise so far, with 4.3 million copies in 14 days. Hmm. I know, I can't even remember that one. So, super excited. I mean, I'm going to probably pick it up this Christmas when it goes on sale or something. And uh, Star Wars Hunters is delayed again till 2024. Oh, great. It's going to be a great game, man. It's been delayed since 2021, so it's three years of delay. So, we might never see Star Wars Hunters. The best games are always delayed over and over again, all the way to the end. All right, so for my news, I figured I'd just go over some BlizzCon recap from November 3rd and 4th, since we just missed that the other day. Uh, Just the main uh, parts of this that we see. I got it all on my phone here because there's so much to write down. Uh, World of Warcraft was definitely the winner of this BlizzCon. I was going to say BlizzFest. BlizzFest. They have three new expansions coming with their new storyline, which is the World Soul Saga storyline. Uh oh shit, minimizing everything. Alright. So <laughs> the first one is called The War Within. This is uh delve into the heart of Azeroth, engage with the Earthen Yeah, the Earthen and the Rubians. Uh it's got a twenty twenty four release date. Looks alright. I don't know. Yeah. Um Midnight is Return to Kelthalas. Kel I feel like I said that wrong. Kelthazad? Kelthalas. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully I'm saying that right. I don't know. It sounds wrong in my head. Uh, Make a stand with the forces of light to banish the shadow of the void from Azeroth. So that's a return on, I think Kel'Thalas is, is that Lich King? I honestly can't remember. It just makes me think of Kel'Thuzad, which is a Lich, so. Probably, yeah. Uh, And then last one is the last Titan, which we kind of saw with uh, Dragonflight, the Titans a little bit. Yeah. In the opening cinematic of that and a little bit in the storyline of it. This one is Witness the Return of the Titans to Azeroth at Ulduar and Northrend. So we're going to go back to Ulduar and Northrend for another expansion. So I don't think they're adding as much area as they are just building off of existing stories with most of them already. That's kind of cool. I've always felt like they should bring, you know how all the continents are separated and stuff. They should have some kind of Pangea Pangea, type experience where everything comes together. That would be dope. Uh, We have a new continent, which is Kaz Algar, uh, a new major city for the Nerubians, which is Ajkahat. Ajkahat? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, Eight new dungeons and eight boss raids on launch. Uh, they have these new things called Delves, which are outdoor world experiences, and they scale from one to five players. Uh, when out- is this set to release? This is all with the same expansion, with the first expansion, uh, The War Within. Okay. I'll tell you in just a second when it's supposed to release. I got... Yeah, maybe I don't have a release date for it. I'll, I'll see. I was gonna say, didn't here. Dragonflight just come out? I feel uh, like it's so been, soon. Yeah, it was like maybe two years now. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe a year. 
Okay. Uh, we got Warbands, account-wide unlocks for almost everything, some new transmogs, and new hero talents uh, coming. So that that's basically the winner of BlizzCon, which is cool. We're getting three new expansions for World of Warcraft. Oh, and then everyone expected already Cataclysm Classic is coming. Oh, yeah. Expected. Yeah. Um, they did mention a new mode for Warcraft hardcore characters. So maybe they're adding in some way to make a hardcore character since it has taken off on Twitch with classic hardcore. Okay. That would be kind of cool, I guess. Uh, do, 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 do. So what do we got next? We got Diablo 4. Uh, we had just gone over the YouTuber who had data mined the yeah. possible new expansion. There is a new expansion announcement coming in late 2024. This is the Vessel of Hatred. Hopefully it fixes the game a little bit. Hopefully. Uh, I don't think so, though. We got a campaign focused on the fate of Mephisto, uh, a new region, the Torajan Jungle, a new class, which is unannounced right now, nothing on it. Hmm. Uh, we got Malignant Rings, which are coming next week, which should be <laughs> this week sometime, which is another on the season that's coming. Uh, do, 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 do. I think that's basically it for Diablo 4. There's not, there's a gauntlet leaderboard, which I think is their attempt at making a Rift leaderboard kind of thing, but it's, okay. it's not quite there yet. It's getting uh, there. But that's something. Overwatch 2, all we really saw here is a new tank hero, MAGA. Uh, he's got double rail guns, an unstoppable charge, reinforced teammates, and trap enemies with cage fight, giving infinite ammo inside the zone and hooking enemies inside. A cage fight hero is actually kind of, that's going to be nice. Yeah. Uh, he is basically Maui from Moana. It's exactly what he looks like. That's kind of cool. Uh, we got a new PvP game mode, Clash, which is team fight for five points back and forth. Uh, first Clash map is a remake of Hanamura called Hanaoka. Okay. Hopefully I said that right. Hanamura is a fun map, though. Uh, and then three <clears throat> more heroes coming 2024. We have a new damage hero, Venture, and a new support hero, Space Ranger. Okay. Yeah. So that is our recap on BlizzCon. I would say... Woo! Opening ceremony, not that great. Usually it's pretty good, not that great. Uh, overall, pretty underwhelming BlizzCon. I mean, we didn't have like a Diablo 4 release or something like that. So pretty underwhelming, but that's what happens. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm still excited. I'm going to be partaking in the new World of Warcraft expansion on release and probably yeah. streaming it with you. Probably, yeah. So I mean, they always get me with the Warcraft expansions going back for a good two months at least. At least. Being like, okay, I'm done. Then pick it up end of the expansion to try all the content they added. All right, all right. All right, let's head into some nerd pop culture. Ooh, baby. So you had gone over the Zelda movie, so I'll skip over that one. Uh, I got in early November, Board Ape Yacht Club NFT owners attended Ape Fest. Uh, if you don't remember, Board Ape NFT was when NFTs were still big. Uh, they had like a whole line of these NFTs. People bought them and they're still holding on to them, hoping that NFTs are going to be good. But NFTs are kind of crash. That's yeah. just like not even. I didn't even really understand them. No, non fungible tokens. Uh, but basically, there's still a bunch of members of this. There's like a party of 2,000 that went to this ape fest that they had. Um, and now they're all complaining about severe eye pain, skin burns, and poor vision from the UV lights at the event. Apparently, they were just like shining right on them at the front of the stage. Really? Yeah. So 
I don't know what what they were using up there, but they were too high power. <laughs> it was melting people's <laughs> eyes out of their sockets. <laughs> they could be facing a lot of uh, money problems there, and they probably can't handle this since NFTs are not a thing anymore. That sucks. Uh, last thing I got here is President Joe Biden signed an executive order on October 30th designed to create the first real U.S. regulations on artificial intelligence. Ooh, Biden decided this after watching the new Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. So all the jokes were basically that they had been talking about how AI was kind of getting out of hand for a little while, but then he went to, uh, what is it, Camp Jacob or whatever the president has, and watched uh, Mission Camp David. Camp David, yeah. And watched the Camp Jacob. And watched <laughs> the new Mission Mission Impossible. And in it, there's an AI that like sinks a submarine and turns against them. And he was like, "We can't let this happen. <laughs> this AI is getting out of control." Exactly. So now, yeah, we got a new bill out that is just nothing really saying anything that like we have control over AI or anything. I think it's just like starting the talks of like. Just in case we're in charge of this. <laughs> like Chad GPT? Uh kinda, yeah. I would say more AI and like film industry and stuff like that. I think he's worried mostly about somebody using his face as an AI dupe and saying different stuff. That and like sense. real deep fake. Yeah. And stuff. I'm sure like new super stations can start doing that and put out just <clears throat> random fake news kind of shit. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's what I got. All right. Well, I don't have too much for nerd pop culture. But I do have something I'm really excited about because I'm a huge fan of Studio Ghibli. And Studio Ghibli has released the trailer for their new English dub movie called The Boy and the Heron. Love it. And I cannot wait. Uh, the trailer has people going crazy. Fans are absolutely shocked with some of the voice actors that they have lined up. They got legendary voice actors like Christian Bale, David Batista. Christian Bale was in... Uh, Batman. No. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was the voice actor in that. Uh, Dave Batista, Gemma Chan, Willem Dafoe, Mark Hamill. You put Willem Dafoe in anything, and I'm probably going to watch That's it. That's what I'm Especially saying. as a voice actor. So I, I just can't wait. It's going to be super good. And then for the lead of the Heron, everyone's shocked. No one really could figure out who was doing his voice. People were like, it's got to be Willem Dafoe. It's got to be so-and-so. It's Robert Pattinson. Wow. And he does such a good job. I'm I'm, gonna, this is a stacked lineup right there. I'm going to the show you the trailer after this. I, you heard me listen yeah. to it a little bit ago, but so, so good. All Cannot right. wait for I'm this I'm definitely going to have to check out the dub version, even though the sub's probably better, but that's a stacked lineup for the dub. It really is. But yeah, that's all I got for my nerd pop culture, so let's jump over to some comic news. Yeah. Um, so it's been kind of a thing lately where publishers and like editors and chiefs are jumping bandwagon the bandwagon off of like marvel and the big names and launching their own companies and another person has seemed to done that john barber who is independent works former editor-in-chief jumped ship with john knee marvel's previous publisher and are launching their new company called pug worldwide okay. or pan universal galactic worldwide wow it is um and they're ready to take the world by storm they've already announced their first project and it's an oversized edition of marvel comics conan title from the 1970s interesting so i'm not exactly sure how they got the rights for doing a marvel conan comic 
even though the guy just left Marvel as a publisher. He must own the work for that yeah, specific one. There's got to be something going on there. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, they have like five or ten different, pu- uh, I almost said Punisher. What did I just say? Publishers. No, yeah. Conan. My bad. Conan. Conan comics lined up to keep coming out of like different variety spinoffs. So that should be interesting. All right. And then uh, a new comic coming out. We got Superior Spider-Man, number one, coming out November 15th, 2023. Um, A little snippet from the comic said, A new villain from Superior's past fries New York City with all the power of a living star, and Doc Ock makes a life-changing discovery. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's the 10th anniversary (coughs) celebration of everything that has made Spider-Man superior. So, Superior Spider-Man. Might have to pick that one up. Uh, I got Tim Seeley and Slash team up for Slash Presents Deathstalker coming September 24th. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to remember. Deathstalker is a movie from like, it might be like the 80s. I can't remember. I don't think I've seen it, to be honest yeah, with it's, you. It had a moment on Mystery Science Theater 3000 where they had made fun of the movie, basically. But uh, it has a very small cult following, and basically Tim Seeley teamed up with... Tim Seeley does, like, Nightwing, um, the new Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen stuff, yeah. Okay. Um, They teamed up for Slash is apparently a big fan of Deathstalker, so they're re-releasing... A comic for it, basically. Huh. So we'll have to check it out. Yeah. So is it a horror comic or what? Yeah, exactly it's a is? little bit of a horror comic. It's like a barbarian metal. Okay, thing. cool, yeah. cool. The right up my alley, then. Uh, we got writer Lamar Giles is bringing back Static Shock in Static Up All Night out now in any comic store you can find it. In. I was literally just talking about Static Shock with Spilly Jilly the static other day shock is so good. while folding laundry. I pulled out a shirt, super staticky, and I rubbed it all over myself real quick, shocked her right in the throat, and went, Static Shock! <laughs> Love it. Oh. Yeah, that uh, they haven't had a comic in a minute, so he is uh, rewriting a new comic for Static Shock, so go and pick that up. I would. I'm gonna, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun one to read. Uh, and last one I got is Marvel writer Stephanie Williams collaborating with artist White Manga. I, I thought it was White Manga, maybe. I'm not sure. On a black-owned manga company, Saturday AM's first light novel, Apple Black Origin Spectrum. Uh, this and oh, I'm sorry, Apple Black Origin Spectrum and the Spectre coming November 21st. Uh, okay. This is, they have a comic already called Apple Black, and this is a prequel to that in the form of a light novel. Okay. I, I think that's novels. the manga publishing company that did Red, White, Yellow, Blue, Yellow? That sounds right. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Like the vampire fighting people yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never watched that one. Eh, animation was off for me. Fair enough. Uh, let's head over into some anime news. Ooh, man. Uh, Attack on Titan series finale premiered November 4th. Uh, I don't think I'm going to talk about anything that happened in it. I haven't watched it yet. Not the only lie. thing that has been said online publicly already, which isn't a spoiler, is that the manga has an ending. It's not even as much an ending as it is the way it paints Aaron as... Yeah, just as he's depicted in the manga is slightly different in the anime. They changed like a few lines in it to make him look different i guess like happier or nicer no i would say we all know 
right now yes. with how Attack on Titan is that the rumbling is occurring. Yes. At least hopefully in you the watch. manga, they have this conversation that makes him out to be like the martyr of like he had to do this for everyone and die for their sins kind of thing. In the anime, they make it out to seem like you're going to go to hell and pay for what you've done kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's only a few lines that are changed, but all right. And then there are there is an after credit scene, which I think they shouldn't have put in there. I think it ended how it should have ended. And then they put in this after credit scene that's like, oh, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't like it. I'll have to watch it. And if yeah, I tell you, if I text, say, I'm yeah, text I you, like I hated spoilers. that after credit scene. Probably no. I think you'll probably like it. Like it makes sense. I just like. It should have just ended. I yeah. feel like they really milk Attack on Titan for everything that's got. They do. I mean, it so. blew up. It was huge. Yeah. Once they started making like theme parks and stuff out of it, they were like, we, part three, part seven of part two. <laughs> the final uh, season. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Shinogi Kazanami's light novel, The New Gate, gets a TV anime coming 2024. <laughs> this is basically Sword Art Online, except where they're all trapped in a video game, they're all life and death, and then the one guy who beats the whole thing, instead of freeing them when he beats it, he kills the last guy and then is teleported 500 years into the future of the game and now is in that game's world. See what happens. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, if they made it from a light novel to an anime, I mean, it must be popular, so hopefully they do it right. It's right up my alley. Another... Like it is, a, it is an isekai. Yeah. Though, oh, it's an that. isekai yeah. though. What a bummer. It They're always there. isekais when it's a video game level mm -hmm. one. What a bummer. Uh, Shonen Jump and Netflix are what partnering up for anime making for an anime making contest. Uh, just to enter this contest, you must use World Maker, and it must be ten minutes or less. The prize is three thousand three hundred dollars American or five hundred thousand Japanese. Yuen, whatever it is. Yeah. And. Yen, where I say you. Uh, and Netflix will also turn your short into an anime. Yeah. I'm entering this, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to mess around. From what I've seen, I haven't downloaded it yet because it's not on the Apple Play Store. You have to go through Google Play. Uh, World Maker seems very easy. It's just storyboards. It literally in the description says you don't have to be able to draw to use this. This is made for idiots kind of thing. Okay. So, I mean, you could come up with something and probably maybe win this. Who knows? It says it's made for idiots. That's me. I'm right <laughs> up in that category. Uh, I, I got you this. have until like January something, January 8th maybe to okay. submit. Yeah. So get on that. That sounds like fun. That's all I got. All right. Well, again, because I was really excited about it, we're going to talk about Studio Ghibli. <laughs> Studio Ghibli's The Boy and the Heron is set to release on December 8, 2023 for theatrical views for everybody to see. But if you're one of the really lucky people that like maybe live out in uh, San Francisco or San Diego or places like that, you might be able to catch a special preview found on November 22nd. So, you know, check your local theater, see if you can see if there's a special preview for you. I checked. We're not getting it here in Michigan, so... Yeah, maybe next time. Disappointing. Also, uh, during an interview with Liberation, Studio Ghibli's producer, Suzuki, revealed Miyazaki, who is like the big creator and writer of a lot of the shows, um, he's already working on his next project, and he said that he can't stop him because he was supposed to retire. Um, 
he said he's no longer to try to going to dissuade him from working on this, even if he were to make a failed film. That this is the only work that makes him happy, so he's going to let him do it. Okay. And he's just super worried that, like, as every film Studio Ghibli's ever had, mm. it's been a masterpiece. He doesn't want him to fail and then be left known for like having a failed movie. Yeah. Yeah, if it fails, then people only remember him for his great stuff, anyways. So. Yeah. So I it's mean, not that bad. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it, but uh, he said he is. Where where did I write it? I'm sorry. I started writing small because I was running out of room. Everyone. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. I don't see it on here. I must have not written it. <laughs> but anyways, he's working on it, been working on it every day. And, uh, yeah, but his current movie coming out is Boy and the Heron. And uh, his next one, he's working on it. It's been announced, but we don't know what it is yet. So we're getting one. All right. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So let's jump over to our battle, battle of, of the week. week. What do you got for your battle? All right. So who do you think would win in a fight? James Bond or Austin Powers? Ooh. One is Shagadelic. One is Super Shagadelic, baby. One shaking not stirred. Super Agent. Shaking not stirred. I feel like mm, James Bond takes it more seriously and people actually die in his. Where Austin Powers, I don't remember anybody like on screen dying. Who does number two work for? Drown a dude in the toilet. I know. I'm just saying. He, he died that in that screen? toilet, yeah. Well, crap. He put some dude's head into a shark tank. True, but I... Mm, well, Austin Powers is the making fun of James Bond. Yep. So if he's supposed to be the comedic humor, I'm going to say James Bond is the serious part of it. He's going to kill him faster. Yeah. I'm going James Bond, even though I would like to go with Austin Powers because I find it much better. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to go with Austin Powers. We might need wow. a third on this one. I think Austin's going to be surrounded with beautiful women. James Bond's going to bust in. James Bond also gets the girls. He gets girls, but he's not surrounded by them. He's going to bust in, see all these beautiful women, get a martini, be distracted, and Austin will take him out. You know what? Let us know what you think in the comments because I, I don't know who wins this one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Shagadelic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do you think would win in a fight? Vince Vaughn or Adam Sandler? Ooh. Adam Sandler, man. He's He's got that uh, that street blood in him. So does Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's got like that Italian, not quite mobster. He's got like the Italian older brother kind of vibe to him, like a Boston. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, he does have that Boston like like a uh, like a uh, gangster vibe kind of thing yeah. going. Old school '90s Adam Sandler definitely had a vibe that was like a little bit more. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like you class ca clown, but also could kick your ass kind of thing. You don't fight the crazy guy. Now Adam Sandler, mm, he's kind of got this like real. Hey, don't hate on his pudginess. That just made him soft yeah, I mean, and love. He basketball. He just doesn't quite have that vibe anymore. Of like, this guy could beat you up. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn? I think he's got height on him too, probably. Vince Vaughn's probably like six five or six three. Yeah. I mean, granted, Adam Sandler's probably tall, but probably not that. I tall. think Adam Sandler's short, I thought. I could be wrong, I but feel I like thought Adam he was Sandler's short. probably like six, six one too. I could be wrong. I'm thinking he's five five to five eight. 
Well, we'll see. I'm All going right. with Vince Vaughn. All right, we're going Adam Sandler. Normally, we're agreeing on these. Uh-uh. We got some debates here this time. You're going to have to let us know in the comments who wins in a fight, Vince Vaughn or Adam Sandler. Let us know. We need a tiebreaker. But it's time for us to get back to gaming. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and hanging out. Uh, we're going to be streaming on Twitch tonight. So uh, tune in, and we'll see you guys there. Peace out, Peace. everyone. All right. Vince Vaughn! Yeah, Vince Vaughn.